3: Presented by at t Connecting changes
4: everything. Hey, it's Doug Gottlieb. You know, our trusted partner, Tyreight.com, for fast, free shipping, free roadhouse protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Firestone Destination AT2. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension? Just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive, simply go to TireRack.com slash sports. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be.
1: In the Bonus with Doug Gottlieb. Woo!
4: What up? In the Bonus, Doug Gottlieb Show. Talk Sports Radio. I heart Radio. What is good? What's going on? So, okay, since we last talked, and uh, I, you know what? I honestly, I don't usually do this. It's super cheesy, but... You know, like, look. If we're having real talk here, Jay Stu and Ramos, like, when we went to this format, I was like, man, it's gonna be a podcast, and no one's gonna hear it, right? That, like, that's like, like your fear, right? Like, no matter how, what you do. No, and then our bosses were super cool. They were like, do whatever you want to do. Just have fun with it. Like, talk sports and to kind of do your thing. But like, no, like, they didn't say you have to. You have to do this, 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 this. right? So that part was was cool. But I am just gonna tell you in all candor, like you have that fear of, what am I doing? Nobody's going to hear it because we are like classic radio guys, right? Like Jay Stu and Ramos, we've we've collectively been doing this 60 years. Is that right? Is that about right? Yeah, Yeah, at least. Long time. And, you know, I'm not somebody who I don't search for compliments. I don't. But over the last... I don't know, five, six days, I kind of been a little bit overwhelmed. Texts from friends, notes on Twitter, at Gottlieb Show, notes on IG, at Gottlieb Show, notes on the Facebook page, the Gottlieb Show Facebook page, and then more than anything, like there are markets where, like, this is fun stuff, this is good stuff. I have so many friends in LA, we're not on LA terrestrial, terrestrial wise, it's awesome to get fun feedback. Like, hey, I, I dig it. Like, just have fun with it. It's it's a good listen, whatever. So anyway, my point is, I don't normally search for compliments. But if you do listen to the show, listen to the pod, and you like it, feel free to knock us out because it gives us a greater sense of what we're doing. If we're doing kind of the right thing. We got an unbelievable list of you're annoying. Unbelievable list of you're annoying. I almost want to start the show there. We'll get to that upcoming next. We got our list of the day. We got what the Fox says. You'll hear from Gerald uh, McCoy on Craig Carton show. You'll hear from Dan Patrick on the Nets. You'll hear from Brady Quinn on the Dolphins and the trade deadline. Plus, we have a because we can, and I got my pick of the day. And you're welcome on the pick of the night. Last night, right? Told you the Bulls. Uh, I knew the Nets were an abject disaster, and and they are. What what I want to do to start the show, and I don't know. Um, I I don't know your level of of feeling about it. Because I, I try and stay consistent, right? I, I think that's the that's the the mark of somebody who you should take advice from, or should be a really good analyst or opinion giver. You want congruent arguments, arguments that make sense for if you're involved, you're not involved; you're tied to the situation, you're not tied to the situation. So I'm I'm trying to find the balance there between critical of Kyrie Irving and not losing my, you know what? Cause I, I, I am Jewish. I am Jewish. Um, and I, you know, my, my point about, you go back to the playoffs last year and I understand you can celebrate Ramadan. It is not the preeminent. I don't believe it's the preeminent Muslim holiday. It is kind of a made up holiday by, by their own accounts. But the point is more, I grew up in the world of sports where if you don't, if you do something, The greatest way to motivate somebody, or at least I believe in the right kind of people are, how does it can affect everybody around you? Right? Like that's my, that's my MO in teaching uh, young basketball players. It's like, I understand that we're brought up to think like either you're selfish or not selfish and it only affects you, but your selfishness actually affects all of us. And, and it's just a simple, I mean, here's the, a simple thing. There, there's something in basketball called a 45 cut or a Princeton cut, right? So if you take the half circle of the three-point line, the top of the key is at the very top of the key, right? Even if it, now it's because the three-point line outside of high school has been stretched, that's the top of the key. Just to the sides of that, the right and left, are called the slot. Okay, I got the slot. Then there's the area called the, Um, free throw line extended that's basically the wing is the free throw line extended and then there's the then there's the corners and there's there's some area in between but corner free throw line extended slot top of the key right Um, and, and so a 45 cut is one that starts usually sometimes at the slot but mostly if you watch how modern basketball is played you have usually some sort of four out or five out, right? Where you have an, everybody has feet outside the three point line. Well, the guys at the free throw line extended, which right, that's the wing. When someone drives or when you have the ball at the top or the opposite wing, just a simple hard cut. What does that do? Okay. That your defender has to go with you. Otherwise you have a layup. They also have to pay attention. It's one thing to go with you, but it's also, even if you're a bad shooter, they honor you because if you catch it there, Everybody can make that shot. But really what it does is it's kind of a facade. You're just taking a, an offensive and defensive player completely out of the play. But what it does is it opens up like a section of the court. It, it creates spacing, spacing for driving angles, spacing for drive and kick and relocation, all those other things. So what I try and teach young basketball players is like, look, that's actually a quote unquote selfish play if you are cutting to try and calling for the ball, trying to get a layup, but it's actually one of the most unselfish things you can do because it takes you and your man out of the play and creates an opening for somebody else, right? So, okay, now how does that work with the Kyrie story? Well, Kyrie is classically selfish, classically selfish because it's not, I I understand that he wants to help society and it's very hard for a, it's very hard for us not to pick apart how people help society. right? And It's a good school of thought like, hey, don't tell somebody how to pray. Don't tell somebody how to how to celebrate. Don't tell somebody how to feel sadness or, or to grieve. And oh, yeah, especially don't tell somebody how to give money to charity or how to support causes. But but Kyrie's actions are all about Kyrie. Everything is about Kyrie. And when you challenge him, it's a challenge to Kyrie, right? We played you the Nick Ferdell sound yesterday. That's a It was, he was, Nick was doing a great job of allowing him explain, explain, don't you think? And he shut it down because he feels like his personal choices on how he tries to change society is being, cha- is being challenged. Changing society is unselfish. Choosing it to do it your way, the way that you think is best based upon that is real. And, and hurting others in the process is incredibly selfish. This team is a fucking disaster. Disaster. And I'm, I'm just like, look, I understand that you're not going to change a guaranteed contract. You're just not. You know, the like if you want to fight against guaranteed contracts, have fun. It's not changing. Because what's interesting is in the NBA, if you remember, they used to have longer, I think six and seven year guaranteed contracts. Now they can't go that long, and the idea was, like, hey, we don't want to have six, seven year guaranteed contracts. Like that's not good for anybody. But but they wanted to do it so that guys could would. You get an extra year if you stay for your hometown club. The Larry Larry Bird exception, you know, allows you to make more money, right? The Bird rules, Bird rights, whatever. So they wanted to do whatever they could to keep you with whoever drafted you, reward you, but they don't want to, you don't want seven years guaranteed. Like the idea that everybody shows up to work with the same sort of energy is laughable. But I, the, the, I I hate this word, but it's an appropriate word. The privilege that Kyrie Irving has had throughout his entire post high school career is comical. And he's reaping the benefits of a lot of that privilege this week. And you're like, no, he's not. He's getting criticized. The inside the NBA guys criticized him. They did. Others, they have. Okay, but there's been no substantive punishment handed down, right? And if anything, as of now, the Nets have kind of acquiesced. He clearly didn't value Steve Nash from the moment Steve Nash was hired, so they fired Steve Nash, and there's no has puni- been no punishment handed down for what he's done, and what he's done is incredibly hurtful. Look, I'm not going to sit here and rail because I'm Jewish that it's an anti-Semitic thing, um, but the the this is... Honestly, it's a really, really good snapshot of just how poor a job our education system does. And frankly, like not great parenting either. You know, I'm not just Jewish. I'm a Zionist. I believe in the cause. I've lived there. I'm educated on it. I, I don't agree with everything the Israeli government does. I don't agree with everything in Judaism, to be totally honest with you. But I can tell you unequivocally that if you start any sort of conversation <clears throat> with a denial of the Holocaust, we can't have a, we, I can't see you as a reasonable person that I respect anything you say. And if there's a movie that has even a line that denies the Holocaust, we're done here. And yes, we could get into why does Amazon even have it up? It's a fair point. On the other hand, <clears throat> one of the things that we try and do, a, we try and do. It's like a lot of the people who are supporting Kyrie Irving are the same people that want certain books out of your school libraries for your kids. Which is it? Are we doing censorship? We're not doing censorship. We doing smart censorship because anything that denies that 10 million people died, 6 million Jews died. Like it's just, it's a, it's a blatant lie and he's using his tools of promotion, but more than anything, this guy has destroyed a team. Destroyed a team. And I'm, I'll just, I saw, I saw Kevin Durant at the end of the game last night and he kind of had his head in his hands. And I thought to myself, maybe it's hit him, right? Maybe it's hit him. And we've all had this in our lives. When you realize that you're in the you're working for the wrong company or for the wrong boss, or you po- you pick the wrong school or you're dating the wrong person. You married the wrong person. I kind of feel like KD had that moment last night. Right? Cuz he was magnificent to start. He was ready to play, but they threw double teams at him and they didn't have a great plan. He ends up with 32 points and 9 rebounds and 6 assists and 2 blocks and a steal. Um and and yet Kyrie looked like he didn't want to be there. 4 points, 7 assists, 33 minutes didn't look didn't look like he cared. And in the real world, if you say things which are hurtful to not just your company, but what he's doing is it's hurtful to the entire sport that he plays. I mean, they're an entertainment-based industry. And obviously you lose a portion of people, granted, a small minority, Jews that we realize like we're less than 3% of the population. Now, I should be pointed out that I think half the owners in the NBA are Jewish, so you're, you're turning them off. But there are plenty of Jewish fans. But more than anything, I think people are smarter, right? I, I I really do. And I'm not talking about being woke. I'm just talking about being smarter. Like, you start to see how, oh, it's not important to NBA players. Oh, it's not important to the league. Like, the only thing important to the league is the show. And I think you turn off people. And again, again, like, I'm whipping some of myself into this. I know that at times my persona, my persona has turned off people, but I want to do things to change it. Kyrie doesn't. And I saw the look on Kevin Durant's face. And look, Kevin Durant wasn't great down the stretch, not just to turn the ball over, but he was guarding Zach Levine when Zach Levine buried two threes to essentially end the game. And it wasn't that he didn't, double in the post the way he was supposed to, but he didn't double hard to make the pass difficult. He didn't close out hard. And Zach Levine ends up with two gigantic threes, two of his five late in the game on Kevin Durant. But I, I, what I saw from Kevin Durant last night was, I just wasted four years of my prime with this fucking clown. And I understand that Kyrie feels like he's un, 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 not understood. I understand that last year's rule where only dudes that live there actually had to get vaccinated. I get it. But last night was a night where with all this other shit circulating, with the controversy over the movie he tweeted, with Steve Nash being fired, with the idea of hiring Emi Yudoka, who's suspended by the Boston Celtics, all of this stuff, when the house is burning, who's running in and who's running out? Or who's just sitting outside going, oh, that sucks. Because I feel like Kyrie was sitting outside going, that sucks. I feel like Kevin Durant was running in trying to grab anybody he could. And when you're pulling people out of the smoke and you got soot all in your face and there's a perfectly healthy superstar player sitting there going, sucks, sucks to be you. You know, my captain told me I had to do this and do that, and I had to get up this morning, I did it do this. Like, he's bitching about things that don't matter, and all Kevin Durant wants to do is win basketball games. And Kyrie's a remarkably selfish human being, and last night was probably the worst of it, because that should have been NBA Finals caliber effort. And he acted as if there were somewhere else he would rather be. Okay. Uh, I want to switch it up okay, before we get to uh, before we get to other stuff this is Charles Barkley talking about Adam Silver regarding Kyrie
2: Irving I think the NBA dropped the ball I think he should have been suspended uh, I think Adam should have suspended him first of all Adam's Jewish you can't take my $40 million and insult my religion you're going to insult me You have the right, but I have the right to say, no, you're not going to take my $40 million and insult my religion. I think the NBA, they made a mistake.
4: Okay. Um, I agree. Um, I I completely and totally agree. Agree, agree, agree. NBA made a mistake. And I wonder what Adam Silver's doing. And I, I do, I understand this, right? I understand like when when the league's owners after the league's owners have been Jewish, you're Jewish. You don't want to feel like, Hey, you're coming down extra hard because you're Jewish. Like, oh, well, you only cares because you just like, yeah, but I mean, like, look, Kobe said the, the, the gay F word and, and, and he ended up apologizing. Right. Which is far less substantive than what Kyrie did. Different era, different time. Um, What's his name from uh, from Minnesota, of course, had the social media post where he again talked about gay people like we protect gay people, rightfully so. But like um, and there have been horrific things done to gay people, including, by the way, Nazi Germany, who executed gay people, just so we're aware. But like, how can you not? This is a big thing. Holocaust denying is a big thing. Promoting Holocaust denying is a big thing. And oh yeah, by the way, like we, because he refuses to truly answer a lot of questions and because we don't know where the truth lies with Kyrie, you do wonder if, well, he's Muslim, it's an anti-Semitic movie, maybe he doesn't like Jewish people and he's not afraid to say it. You know? And of course, what does this do? Like one person doesn't do anything. But you put that information in the wrong people's hands and it's everything. It's everything. Here's uh, here's Kevin Durant when he had an exchange with a reporter talking about
2: Steve Nash's firing.
8: When did you find out about Steve? How were you informed?
2: About 115. I woke up from my nap and turned to the right and seen on ESPN. And what were your, I mean, initial reaction? I mean, everybody knows what's. What went on this summer but what was your first thought when you saw that oh uh, shocked i mean you're always shocked when a move like this happens but it's normal in the nba you know so it's about getting ready for the game tonight so it's a quick turnaround always in the league you know especially during the season you know you got practice games coming up so you can't think too much about it but it was on my mind for a little bit today
4: got my mind for a little bit
2: your head coach
4: who was hired in no small part because they thought you had a relationship with him gets fired. So I don't know how you guys operate when somebody gets fired. And I, I know there's a cooling off period, but usually when you're directly involved, don't you send a text? Yeah. I thought of it for a little bit and then I moved on. Um, I actually believe Kevin Durant. I do think this was a preemptive move. I think there were parts of it that they thought they could get Ime Udoka. I think there are parts of it that knew it would never work with Steve Nash. Uh, and Steve Nash probably told ownership, like, hey, look, I've never had a training camp with all three of my stars. Well, let's do a training camp and see how it works. And if you watched, it wasn't working. Like, I've kind of evolved on this thing where it, it hiring Ime is actually more stunning than, than firing Steve Nash. Because if you watch the team, you're like, well, that ain't right. And though, you know, ultimately they may clean house and it may, it may be KD and Kyrie shown the door before the trade deadline. Might happen. The The fact is that I, I again, when I look at it and be honest about it, I'd say, yeah, it was a little early and yeah, they they won a game, but they weren't playing good basketball. They didn't look like a good team. Some of it is personnel based, no question. But some of it ha- does fall on the coach. Does, does fall on the coach.
1: Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb Show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
8: This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge.
3: Going to come. Well, the challenge gods have answered our prayers, and we're going to be right here along with you fans covering every episode on the podcast. And this season takes it to a whole new level. Old school legends, modern power players, redemption seekers, and ex lovers are all competing in Cape Town, South Africa for the prize of. $300,000. Anyone can win, relationships matter, and only one All-Star will claim the title of Challenge Champion. Listen to MTV's official Challenge podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
4: Let's get to what the Fox says. And now... Uh, Every day at this time on the Doug Gottlieb Show in the bonus podcast, we'd like to play for you something we heard earlier on Fox Sports Radio, saw on Fox Sports 1. Here's Brady Quinn, two pros and a couple of Joes of the show, explaining why the Dolphins won the trade deadline.
0: This is the fastest team in the NFL. There clearly was an idea behind how Mike McDaniel and Chris Greer, the general manager, wanted to construct this roster. And then, oh, they go ahead and add an edge rusher who's having his best year in Bradley Chubb, which was a weakness for this defense. So the Dolphins, you'd have to come away and say short-term, clearly are the winners. Their activeness with the trade deadline this year was as much about them investing into Tua and what they believe and where they believe their team is now, but maybe also Chris Greer, who, remember, their general manager, Chris Greer, won the power struggle between him and Brian Flores yeah. with Stephen Ross, who Brian Flores is now up with the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, acting as a, a, an assistant of sorts.
8: It's going well up there.
0: Well, there's that comment, and then, and then you look at Miami, he's gone, and, and it looks like, hey, this is a team that is quarterback that you didn't want to buy into. I drafted, I wanted you to buy into, you didn't want to do it. And now Chris Greer brings in, is able to bring in a guy, in Mike McDaniel, who understands how to get the most out of him. And that, that's, that's more what I think is on display right now. It's almost like a Chris Greer, hey, Brian Flores, I told you so. You should have bought into this guy instead of jerking him in <laughs> and out of the lineup in games. <laughs>
4: Uh, I I completely think yesterday was, and I told you so. I I don't think Tua's great, and most people I talk to you don't think is great. But the idea that they're going to keep loading up, and, and 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 again, part of it also, if we're if we're just honest, part of it also is Tua doesn't make much money. When when you're under a rookie contract, you don't make that much money. It allows you to go out and get a Bradley Chubb who's going to get paid in this off season. So I thought yesterday was a win for Chris Greer. Do I think they did the best at trade deadline time? I guess, but we, we do this all the time. We think everybody's just copying the Rams. How can we go out and get a Von Miller? But not a lot of teams are the Rams where they're a player away from contending for, for a Super Bowl. This is Dan Patrick talking about the Nets.
8: Now it looks like they're going to bring in Ime Udoka, who has been suspended for the entire season by the Celtics for whatever happened with a consensual relationship with somebody within the Celtics organization. They didn't even ask for compensation for him. So here's a guy who used to be with the Nets as an assistant coach, goes to the Celtics, takes them to the NBA finals, then gets suspended. And then all of a sudden they go, well, we're going to fire Steve Nash. Uh, Is uh, M.A. Udoka available? Sure, you can have him. And if I'm the Nets, do I at some point go, wow, they're just letting him go. Hmm. Is there more to this story? (laughs) Hey, we've done five five minutes of investigating. I didn't see anything here. That's what it feels like. The Celtics just let him go within the division. And then the Nets go, "Um, yeah, we'll take him. You look back on what he accomplished last year, he's coach of the year. And by all accounts is a very good coach. That would concern me, but then you're the Nets. That's when the other shoe drops. Like it's not just another shoe that drops. It's it's another it's a, a closet full of shoes here is what you have.
4: Um I think the emiodoka thing is a is a i I completely agree. Um I completely agree with Dan. Like they're just letting him go. Okay. I mean, this is a. We can just let him go, and we don't get sued, and we don't want to pay him any more money. Like, hey, right. always be cautious of something like this, right? It's like remember when Donovan McNabb was traded from the Eagles to the Redskins? Like in division, why would you trade Donovan McNabb in division? He's been awesome; he's dominated the division. And then you might be like, oh, he's he's washed up; he can't play anymore. I don't know if he, what what Eme Udoka's issues are. I don't. I've I've asked. It's not that like I haven't asked. But n- no one feels empowered to share that level of personal information. I think it'll come out. I think it's bad. But I also think that it says something about the Celtics that they're like, nah, you're good. You can have him." Here's Gerald McCoy on Craig Carton show on Fox Sports 1 this morning.
2: Take a step back and hear the other side out. It doesn't matter what, you, what it is, your stance is. Be willing to hear the other side so we can have a conversation and get some understanding. I feel like he's just so stern on what he believes, and that's fine. Mm-hmm. But we have to start doing more research on what we're talking about. man, it's off season. I had an opportunity to go to Israel. went to the Holocaust Museum. i seen all of those kid shoes. I, 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 I met with a survivor. I, I've seen the pain and hurt that came from it but not only that i'm a black man in america so i understand how one ethnicity can feel like it's not going our way it hasn't been going our way or our history is just a terrible history and it's not something we want to relive and it's not something you joke about it's not a game and I can understand the pain and hurt that everybody is dealing with as a black man in America. I,
4: I, I mean, I agree. And I, um, I mean, like, look, his sentiments, if you go to, it's called Yad Vashem. And there's a Holocaust museum in Washington, D.C. as well. I'd encourage you to go. If you go to the one in Jerusalem, and I got goosebumps even talking about it. They mounds and mounds and mounds of children's shoes. It's estimated one million children were killed in the Holocaust. A million and they have a room that you walk in. And so you walk by all the shoes and the pictures and you see how gaunt so many of the faces were when, uh, when they were rescued, when, when, when they were liberated, when the camps were liberated. Um, but you walk into a room and there's one candle, but the light ref- reflects, re- ref- reflects um, the re- refraction, I believe it's called, it is, a, a, when you look at it, you see a million candles to emphasize the million children whose lives were burned out before their time. And it's just one of those things where once you experience and you see it it changes your experience in life completely. It, it just is. And it and it doesn't like it's it's not one of these my tragedy should d- diminish your tragedy or my like no. I'm not trying to take away from how awful discrimination, slavery, all the things that have taken place in the United States, but but this is you know, in some people's lifetime, in the 19, early, late 30s, early 40s, 10 million people were executed. 10 million, 6 million happened to be Jewish. And you're just sitting to sit there and, and, and the idea that we need to, what he believes in, like, what does he believe in? Because it's not just that you feel like he's a Holocaust denier. It's like, well, he doesn't actually want to say what he believes in. Well, I, I didn't really promote it. I just tweeted it. Right? Like, he won't even own the things he does believe in. That's what the Fox said. Ah!
1: What the Fox say? Be sure to catch live editions of the Doug Gottlieb show weekdays at 3 p.m. Eastern, noon Pacific, on Fox Sports Radio and the iHeartRadio app.
6: Uh, There's no distance too far for the perfect trip.
3: Hi, checking in for.
6: or the perfect table.
3: Hey, where
6: are you?
1: Terms and conditions apply. NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the
9: 2024 NFL Draft.
4: And now, it's your
6: annoying.
4: Jason Stewart, who's annoying
10: today? Oh, man, I'm fired up about this one. I know you are. People complaining about uh, spending 8 bucks a month for Twitter. Um, So Twitter um, is one of these entities that has been uh, ruined by bot accounts. It has been ruined by uh, people taking advantage of it to surreptitiously... Uh, enter it and um, and troll people so if you charge some money maybe that'll discourage those accounts and maybe even eliminate those accounts it sounds good to me it's $8 a month it's $96 a year yeah. uh, a lot of us you and me uh, utilize Twitter for our work it's New a tool yeah. it's something that we need and I could afford $96 in a month um, so if a you're year. complaining a year. say again
4: Ninety six dollars a year. You don't want to uh, don't offer up ninety six dollars a month. they will charge ninety six dollars a month.
10: Oh, did I say a month? Yeah, I said a year. Cl- I'll clean you, that. You up a month. You I'll clean month. that up and edit. No,
4: leave it and edit. It's great.
10: Oh. Ah. Oh, okay, I could afford ninety six bucks a year, eight bucks a month.
4: Can to... I? Can I present? Can I present to you the other side? I know the other side. I What's think it's side? foolish. What's the other side? You're,
10: if you are offering the other side, it's annoying. That's what I am going to say. You are annoying. But go well,
4: ahead. Hold on. Yeah. Hold on. The, the other side to it is okay. So y- you don't need eight dollars for Twitter. You still get to use Twitter you get to use a verified blue check. That's what it is, yeah. Okay, if you spend $8 a month. So, but what happens is, like the verified blue check, there are plenty of assholes that have verified blue checks, but at least they're reputable assholes, right? Otherwise, I, I get it, this can eliminate the bots, you don't pay attention to anybody who's not, had, doesn't have a blue check, whatever. But it puts everybody at the same level, which is the intent of Twitter, but it's not the, it's not the reality in society right not the reality like for example i know you don't like john hayman but i'll point out john hayman right or uh john paul morosi or whatever like there has to be some form of validation of provable information coming from blue checks right? that, that's that's it and and look what what uh, Elon Musk wants to like I I I'm gonna just disagree with you. I do think it's annoying when people try and like they just hate Elon Musk because of his beliefs or whatever, and they. But I I just think we get to. I'm already bothered when I watch and I and I don't, like watch them, but occasionally on like E News, and they put up like John Cisco five two seven said that dress is make is not appropriate. Right? And they put that up on the show. That's what this would do. It would make, who would I say his name is? I don't know. John Austin327, if he wanted to pay $96, he would have a blue check mark. And now you go, like, well, John Austin327, look at what he said. It makes everybody's opinion valid that wants to pay the 96 bucks. and that's not the way it should work. All right, well, who else you got? The Rams
10: are annoying. Uh, Rams for a few reasons. Them not pulling the trigger yesterday, I know uh, pissed off some some fans like John here. But them not getting rid of Cam Akers and how they've treated Cam Akers this year without explaining it um, doesn't make any sense to me. And uh, Tom Pelissero today said, uh, you know, they didn't move him at the deadline, so they're going to work with his agent to see how he's he could be worked into the team this year. What does that even mean? He was your RB1 coming into the season. Right. What, what exactly happened so I guess they're annoying for not providing me a sufficient enough excuse for not using my first drafted running back in my fantasy team so you're annoying Rams
4: okay alright taking into account, it, it is annoying uh, I do I, again operate in the real world it's hard to know what you're allowed um, you know what you're allowed to share and not allowed to share in terms of somebody's personal information right is that fair Correct.
10: Okay. But I, I would need an explanation personally for my own fantasy team. Understood. Um, Understood. Well, George, what else? George Payton, GM of the Broncos, mm-hmm. um, gave this explanation. We won't play it now. I'll play it in post for not trading his receivers. And as part of his explanation for not trading receivers, I'm in this, we're in this to win it and then he traded away as best defensive player which the only reason the Broncos are even close to being able to make a move this year is their defense. George Payton talking outside or talking from both sides of your mouth, uh you're annoying.
4: Okay. Any any others? Any other nominees? That's all I got. Uh that's all you got for for uh for nominees. Uh I have one. Um it's the Washington commander football team Redskins fan who, when it was announced earlier today that uh, Dan Snyder's group had hired Bank of America to begin the process of looking for suitors to buy the team. You get people to go, finally, now I'll buy tickets to see the commanders play. And maybe we could have called this the, the segment I want to build, which is I call bullshit, but that's a bunch of bullshit. No one goes to a game or doesn't go to a game because they don't like the owner or the owner may or may not have sexually harassed a cheerleader in the past or a woman who worked there. It's gross. It's disgraceful. I'm not, I'm not saying it's okay. I'm telling you the reality of how we all work as sports teams. Want to go, go to the, the, uh, commander's game. I mean the skins? That's commanders now. Like, got to be PC. Like, Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, Who they play the giants. Well, you know, they're six and one. So yeah, fuck yeah. Let's go. Right. <laughs> I mean, look, people go to football games. They need a new stadium. Obviously this is smart. That kind of blocked his ability to get a new stadium, and make him sell the team. I get all of that, but nobody's going to, or not going to a game because the owner didn't treat people in the workplace correctly or because the owner didn't want to change the nickname because you don't like the owner. You you go to a game because it's your team and you want to see them win. And most times you go to a game when you think they're going to win, right? Because there's nothing worse than you spend all that money. You go there and you're just like, oh God, this is miserable. Make it stop. So you're annoying to Washington Commander fans or more than anything, people on, again, this is social media, who are like, now I'm going to go to Washington Commander's games because Dan Snyder's selling the team. You're full of shit and you're annoying. Ramos, you get to pick who's the most annoying. Well,
9: I'm going to definitely say the Rams for not—I agree. When you just have, like, your top running back and no one knows why he's not playing or what's going on. It's just like some like, well, we're checking into it. It's just annoying that it, that fans are put into that type of deal. And, and for our good friend Jason Stewart, his uh, fantasy football team is also put into dire needs.
4: All right, very Ram-centric. So the L.A. Rams, for everything you've been doing to Cam Akers and not doing to us and letting us know why Cam Akers is buried in the doghouse with a bone and you won't trade him as well, you are a Okay, it's time for my pick of the day. Why do we keep averages? Why do we keep numbers for the whole— because it tells the whole story of who somebody— really is, right? That's what averages are kind of about. Well, tonight, the New Orleans Pelicans come in to take on the L.A. Lakers. Remember, they've been in L.A. for a couple days now as they played a shorthanded Clippers team and stomped them a couple days ago. The Lakers are at home. They're coming off their first win of the season, 121-110 over the Denver Nuggets, a game in which they shot the ball exceptionally well, right? They... uh, they made 13 out of 33s. That's good for 43%. You combine that with 48% field goal shooting, 80% free throw shooting, and you score 121 points against a team that I think, roster-wise, everybody thinks is really good. And the only guy that didn't play for the Nuggets is Bone, Bones Highland. But, I mean, they had Jamal Murray. They had Jokic. They had Porter. They had Gordon. They had KCP. And they still had no answer for the Lakers. And remember, this is the Lakers playing without Anthony Davis. But the Pelicans come calling tonight, and I think we return. It's the regression to the mean. The, the, the reason we keep these numbers that say, and, and I, I like that they're playing Matt Ryan more. You know, I, I like what the Lakers have, I don't know why it took them a couple games, to took them six games to figure out, really, that you're going to have to pay, play on some level. you got to play two guys. you got to play Lonnie Walker because he's a starting win they can shoot. But you got to have Austin Reeves out there, or you got to have Matt Ryan out there. But Russell Westbrook's not going to go two of four from three. How do I know that? Well, I'm looking at his numbers over the last 10 years. So with that in mind, I don't like, I love the Pelicans as a three-point dog tonight at, uh, it's called Crypto now, at Crypto. Give me the Pelicans on the money line to win the game. That's your pick of the day. All right, that's it for the uh, In the Bonus pod. I thought it was outstanding, but that's going to be up to you. Remember... Look, we love any sort of uh, feedback, things you want to hear. We can do whatever the hell we want to do. That's why we do what we want to do when we want to do it. I'm Doug Gottlieb. This is In the Bonus. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic.
1: Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off, grand slam, or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1 800 GAMBLER.
5: I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novela, which
6: is a fancy way of saying a a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio, season nine. Love Love at at first first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
9: NFL Total Access, the podcast, is getting you ready for the 2024 NFL Draft.